You're listening to the Conscious Pharmacist Podcast, a show for pharmacist healthcare providers who have answered the call to practicing on purpose. Now, here's your host, internationally recognized HIV pharmacist, author, speaker, patient advocate, and president of MishRx Pharmacist Consulting Services, and your Conscious Pharmacist, Michelle Sherman. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. This is Michelle Sherman, president of MishRx Pharmacist Consulting Services and your host for the Conscious Pharmacist Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode where I'm so thrilled to have our guest this week, Dr. Tony Dow, who is a pharmacist extraordinaire here in Orange County, California, a member of the California Pharmacists Association, board member of the Orange County Pharmacists Association, a member of um, so many of the pharmacy organizations, and just a few highlights of things because we're going to be talking about digital health and the pharmacist today and the upcoming DHX virtual conference hosted by CPHA, of which Dr. Dow is a speaker. But some, some of the highlights and things that he's done, he he hosts two podcasts, and I hope you all have um, subscribed and listened to him. And if you haven't, today's your chance to subscribe to his um, excellent podcast. The first one is Pharmacy, IT, and Me, which discusses informatics and, and the role of the pharmacist in healthcare. Um, he is also the host of the Orange County Pharmacists Association podcast. He's also a co-founder of the Pharmacy Informatics Academy. He's on the editorial advisory board as a member for Pharmacy Times. And he is he is a true techie, a pharmacist and a techie. So welcome to the show, um, Tony. Thanks thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Michelle. I'm really excited to uh, to speak with you today. No, my pleasure. Thank you so much. So tell us a little bit about you and what you do and how you got into informatics. And for those listeners out there, those pharmacists, those techs out there, they don't even know what that is. Can you explain a little bit about what that is and how the technology wraps up into um, informatics? Yeah, yeah. So um, the term of informatics, it's it's kind of like if you break down the term, it's like the science of information. And when you look at the practice of pharmacy informatics, it's mostly the integration of the technology pieces to the medication use process. And pharmacy informatics can, you know, span different areas like it could be in industry, it could be in managed care, it could be in hospital systems. So from my role, I'm mostly focused on the uh, hospital system side. So I work for a hospital. And I primarily work on, you know, multiple projects that we would implement over time that would kind of optimize and improve patient safety and care uh, using the technologies that, that we have. It may be, you know, the technologies that are functions that are already available in our EHR that we just have to build and make sure that it works well. Or it could be like third party applications or hardware that we would integrate into our system so that, you know, we could improve some of our processes in patient care delivery and pharmacy services. So that's kind of like the really, really high level. If you want to go into some more detail, I guess some of the things is clinical decision support, which is, you know, building certain rules or logic into the system that would fire alerts or actions that kind of guide the process for providers to order medications or for pharmacists or nurses to, uh, you know, dispense and administer medications. And um, other things too, like barcode medication administration, that's to ensure that, you know, when they're scanning the medication at bedside, uh, the the five rights are, are followed. The system makes sure that the right drug is the right patient. 
Uh, other things too, like our third party applications that we've been working on, you know, other things that we have are, you know, like third party applications for investigational drug studies. So we have a third party application that would kind of like make sure all the logs are there, the accountability logs and the, uh, the ability for tracking all of that so that sponsors have the documentation to ensure that the organization is following the requirements of the study, you know, things like that. And the list really goes on and on. There's a lot of different technology aspects in the hospital side that I'm involved with and my team members are involved with. So I would say that, you know, I could talk about that like forever. Like It's just a lot of different things. But yeah, to answer your other question about how I got into it, I guess when I was in pharmacy school, I, I knew that I wanted to be a pharmacist because it was the best way to be the most accessible healthcare person, like healthcare professional. And going through pharmacy school, I was always a techie. And when I found out that, you know, technology can be used in pharmacy and in pharmacy informatics is a field in itself, that got me to try to get myself into that field as much as I could. So I just, you know, looked through all the current positions out there, all the things that people are doing, and really just networked as much as I could with people who are already currently working in the field. And uh, eventually, like that got me to be more, I guess, acknowledged and that I was very interested in it. So when I graduated, uh, basically, through leveraging my network, I was able to land a position in uh, Ventura County uh, to be part of their implementation team for them converting their EHR from an 18-year-old system to a brand new one. So that's how I got started. And just from then on, I just continued to network and expand my, my knowledge base by just continuing to learn more. Well, that's that's so, so amazing. You know, it's, it's like taking a, a path that's the like a non-traditional path, really, just not working like in the chain, the traditional mindset of people thinking what, what like a pharmacist does. And, you know, with, with the tech and everything that you do, have you found that like over time by it, implementing these um, procedures and, the, and these rules and everything that it's actually affected like better outcomes for the patients in the hospital. I'm, I'm sure it has, but, you know, obviously improved patient outcomes and accessibility and utilization for the hospital staff and everything has got to be enhanced by these programs that you implement. Yeah, definitely. So in my, um, my role at my previous institution, the uh, county system, I was heavily involved in medication safety committee. So we always had like meetings every month and uh, we would always like review all the medication safety issues and well, we will creatively work uh, solutions and then implement them in our, in our system, continue to monitor to see like if these uh, kind of issues still exist or not. And one of the major things which, you know, every system has is alert fatigue where, you know, there's just too many alerts and providers are just bypassing them all the time. So, you know, our process was you know, every Every month or every two months, we'd run a report and then we would just see like how many of these alerts are being bypassed. And then looking at those uh, bypass alerts and then uh, seeing if like these bypass alerts are opportunities where we can remove them from our system, uh, whether they are really clinically relevant or not. And then once we do, we would like remove like maybe 10 or so each time we meet. And then the next time we come back and then we would run the report again to kind of see if like there are more bypasses, less bypasses, and just see if like the overall feeling by surveying the providers, if the overall feeling is that they trust the system more. And if they are feeling that they are going to be providing better care for the patients because now the alerts make sense to them, or now the alerts actually matter and they don't want to bypass it. So it's it's like a long process. But of course, like these things don't happen overnight. You know, you're right. There are many opportunities where we do see improvements. Of course, there's also with technology implementations, you, you kind of see some issues come up where you wouldn't expect 
because technology wasn't there to cause these issues. And then those things we also have to work through uh, over time as well. And, and everything's like happening in real time. I mean, for any of our listeners out there or any pharmacist out there, if everybody is well aware that healthcare is under this seismic, cataclysmic shift. And pharmacies like right in the middle of these changes and everything. And with the COVID-19 pandemic, we've been thrust forward into changes that we've been talking about uh, with digital health, telehealth and things like that, looking to the future. But as you mentioned earlier, before we were talking, these things are happening like now and yesterday. So um, one of the things we're going to talk about also today, which is coming up on October 2nd through 4th, is the California Pharmacists Association Digital Health Conference the DHX um, virtual 2020. And I know you're a speaker as well. So let our listeners know what is this virtual conference and why would it be important for pharmacists to attend? Yeah, of course. And, you know, I, I really give the credit to uh, Risa Vatanka. Like she's been chairing the, the entire like conference and putting together just such an amazing group of speakers, over like 45 speakers this upcoming event, which is so much more than last year. Last year w- was the first time the uh, conference occurred and had like, I think about maybe 10 or so speakers. Uh, I don't remember the exact number, but it's been a lot more this year. And for this upcoming conference, I'll, I'll only have like a session for myself, like about 30 minutes with my colleague, David Vu. And We'll be talking about pharmacy informatics and technology and how they integrate into healthcare. Um, however, the rest of the conference is very, very instrumental in showing pharmacists who, you know, maybe just be interested in, but don't know much about digital health yet. But the conference will be an opportunity to have everyone learn more and engage in discussion with uh, what's coming ahead for pharmacists. So to answer your question about like, what is this conference? Basically, the tagline for this conference is designing pharmacies future together. And as you already mentioned, um, you know, telehealth and digital health tools and remote patient monitoring, precision medicine, all of these things are, you know, expanding really quickly and rapidly, especially telehealth. And I'm not sure if you knew this, but you know, when, uh, when COVID-19 started, the government actually reduced uh, some of the requirements of telehealth because they wanted to make sure that it was easier to get adopted. Like there were less barriers for adoption. So, you know, it just goes to show like how fast these things are being adopted. And the conference is going to be focusing in on that. It's going to be a three-day experience. And there's going to be like an opportunity to, you know, learn more from the vendors out there that are involved in all these technologies. There's a lot of networking and discovery involved. It's actually really cool that Dr. Vatanka has told me that the Hopin platform that they're using actually really promotes networking because um, the platform itself allows people to kind of connect uh, one-on-one directly with speakers uh, after their sessions. And then their digital health uh, virtual exhibits are also a very uh, good opportunity to kind of like virtually visit the exhibit hall and then meet with the vendors and watch videos and engage in that way. So it's really cool. And then, you know, on Friday, a session that I was talking about, it's actually part of a larger session, pharmacists paving new paths. And there's going to be many different pharmacists that are going to be speaking about non-traditional areas that they've gotten into, not just specifically for digital health, but any kind of like technology integration or entrepreneurship and things like that. So the conference is happening on October 2nd to 4th. It's going to be a three-day experience. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much like the kind of like general overview of the conference. 
Well, I'm so excited. Um, I, I signed up today to, um, to attend and, um, you know, I, I think nothing's more awesome than a digital health conference being presented virtually. And just like you said, being able to interact with um, exhibitors and speakers and have the whole conference experience, like right from my own desk and my own laptop, I, I think it's, it's extraordinary. So it, it's kind of exciting, really, this year to have it as a virtual conference, being what it is to just give that full, you know, feeling and that full effect to digital health and the whole like virtual tech experience. One of, one of the other things I also wanted to kind of talk about is, you know, um, the wearables, you know, that I have an iWatch, I have an Aura Ring and, you know, we've all been working at home. I mean, just talking for us as pharmacists and self-care and you know, going through the stresses of what we're doing and trying to take care of patients and doing it through telehealth and doing it remotely. You know, you've been working at home. I've been working at home and doing telehealth since March. And, you know, it's a very stressful situation. So how do we take care of ourselves? And, you know, I, I have found that I've done so much more like exercise and working out and self-care during this time and utilizing the ring for sleep and um, my iWatch for activity and everything that it's really made me like hone in on my heart rate, on the type, the type of sleep I get, the quality of sleep I eat, how foods, how just watching the news makes an impact, things like that. And I mean, where do you see, see this going? I, I, I just know how it's worked for me personally and how we can take this and translate it into monitoring our patients like remotely through a lot of these digital devices. Yeah, definitely. I, I do really agree with like, you know, you don't really notice how involved these things are until you use it yourselves. And for me too, like ever since using the wearables, I've been more aware of my own health. And the thing about wearables and other tools like that, where uh, the patient is using it, or the consumer is using it, these tools are a way to get the consumers or patients to be engaged in their own health. And I think that's a big, big part of it is it's hard to engage uh, individuals in their own health. But having these tools tracked and having these tools kind of be that visual aid for them on, you know, these, these dashboards and things like that, that they look at, it's, it's a great way for them to now be aware of how, you know, everything is going on in their life can affect their health. And that, that's one of the big things about, you know, consumer health informatics and uh, wearable technology and things like that, like, like what you said. And then there's also fitness trackers. And I think Amazon just started releasing something. Um, I forgot the name of it, but it, it does track your, fitness but in a different way than what the traditional fitness trackers does it looks at like an, at week intervals and it gives you like an overall score that could be positive or negative so it's like a different way of like uh, doing that and then you know other things too like there's gamification of uh healthcare as well like you know even nintendo got into it by releasing the ring fit which is like for nintendo switch where you know you use it to play video games but at the same time it's an exercise tool so now you're gamifying and having scores to achieve through you know uh, your video game playing but it's also for your health so you know things like that is just really interesting and i guess one of the questions too is like where does the pharmacist kind of fall into this and i would say community pharmacists are extremely uh, important in this because when consumers or patients are looking to learn more about these devices 
who's going to be the person that they're going to be talking to. It's most likely going to be the local pharmacy. They're going to be going to the pharmacist. Uh, they're the most accessible healthcare professional. So they're going to be asking pharmacists about these tools and like where to learn more. Or what are these tools? How can this be helpful for them? So I think like it's very important for pharmacists to understand and see where these technologies are going so that they can be kind of like that guide for the patient when uh, the patient comes to them for those questions. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, when, when patients are utilizing these tools and you, you know, then pulling in the um, medication management or chronic care management for that patient, getting the patient engaged when they can see all the steps that they've walked in the day or see how much they've slept, see how, you know, what their heart rate is and all these things. I, I know the new Apple Watch is coming out with some new features and things. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of extraordinary, like the steps to which they're taking you, these wearables. And the pharmacist, you're absolutely right, is the one healthcare provider that people don't realize how valuable we are to be able to help them with all this. And I think with patients getting invested and actually like seeing something tangible happen, not like, oh, go and sleep for eight hours. You don't know what that means. Or go and take a walk. You don't know what that means. But, you know, you get competitive and look like, you know what, I didn't walk 10,000 steps yesterday. I need to do it again today. And that's how we're going to get a, like a healthier, wealthier society. Yeah, definitely. I, I do agree with a lot of that. And um, it's, it's just like it's going to take some time, but it is happening. And uh, that's why it's important that, you know, this conference is like, I'm pretty happy about like how this conference exists. And it is, its goal is to have pharmacists and pharmacy professionals just be more educated about the, the entire process. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, is there anything else that you think the listeners should know either about the conference or informatics? Or um, did you want to tell them a little bit about um, your Pharmacy IT and Me podcast and the OCPHA podcast, just so they have a little bit of a sense of what that is? Oh, yeah, sure. So for the uh, OCPHA podcast, so I am a board member and a, a previous president of the Orange County Pharmacists Association. And uh, during my time, I was always wondering, like, how can we provide more value for our our members? And one of them is to provide a a sense of like, who the pharmacists in the community are. And that's what really the OCPHA podcast is about. It is to highlight the pharmacists in the Orange County or LA community, and also to kind of share what they're doing and um, provide advice for anyone who's interested in those fields. So OCPHA's podcast is mo primarily focused on interviewing different pharmacists and even highlighting pharmacy students and just talking about their journeys and really focusing on them and sharing their journeys so that others who are listening in uh, learn a bit more about you know, what it takes to get to where they are and what kind of steps they can kind of start with uh, to get there. And then it's also a way to provide networking too, where we always have everyone on the podcast provide their uh, contact information in case anyone who's listening in is interested. And it's really interesting. We actually had some reach that was uh, going uh, to other states as well, because, you know, podcasts are available online, anyone can listen to it. So we've actually had some of our guests uh, be contacted by people from out of state about learning more about things like veterinary pharmacy and things like that. So, so that's, yeah, so that's, that was a really fun to do. And then, um, my pharmacy IT and me podcast is something I started because when I was a student, there weren't any kind of centralized area or resource for pharmacy informatics. And one of the things is that 
I, I always love podcasts. So I wanted to start a podcast where, you know, I can share all that information that I've been able to learn uh, over time and even in my current roles with people who are listening in. And the other thing too, is that students usually ask me about, you know, what do I do in my job? And as I mentioned to you earlier, it's not a very easy question to answer. There's just so many different things. So I also refer them to the podcast as a way to kind of allow them to just choose what they want to listen to about what pharmacy informatics is. And then the the last part, actually two more things on the podcast is I try to keep myself updated with news by forcing myself to go over to uh, healthcare IT news so that I can present it on the podcast um, every week or two. And then the final thing on the podcast that I'm really, really excited about every single time is that I interview an informatics or technology pharmacist or pharmacy technician uh, on the podcast because a role of informatics pharmacists can differ so much from one person to the next because the field is still fairly new and the responsibilities are still growing. And then there's also subspecialties under pharmacy informatics. So it's it's just really interesting for me to like learn more about what other people are doing. And then at the same time, sharing that with the listeners. Oh, thank you so much. That's that's amazing. So all you listeners out there, you, you can now subscribe to both these um, new podcasts if you're not doing that already. And again, I just wanted to remind all of you that coming up on October 2nd through 4th is the Digital Health Conference um, hosted by CPHA. The link to register for the conference is down below in the show notes. So go ahead and register. And um, Tony and I, we hope to see a lot of you virtually and connect with you virtually during the conference coming up on October 2nd through 4th. So Tony, thanks so much for being on the show. And um, before we end, how can our listeners get in touch with you if if they want to get more information? So the best way that they can reach me is by uh, on my LinkedIn or um, by email. So my LinkedIn is just my name, Tony Dow. And for my um, email, it's going to be tony.dow.farmd at gmail.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And everybody out there, we'll, we'll see you next time. And remember, you are the change. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Pharmacist podcast. We hope you subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. If you miss something, you can listen again or just read the transcript of the show on our website at mishrxconsulting.com forward slash podcasts. If you have a spare minute, don't forget to give us a review or rating on iTunes. Remember to practice on purpose. You're a rock star pharmacist and healthcare provider. And in the words of Mahatma Gandhi, be the change you wish to see in the world. The Conscious Pharmacist podcast is a production of MishRx Pharmacist Consulting Services, your HIV pharmacist and pharmacy experts.